Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Daily and consistent. Daily and consistent. Like I feel as though when I first came off the show, I felt so down and Story like just not myself. Damn, Cynthia, Cynthia, baby. Like I'm just like <laughs> you are busy as but. So the modeling stuff was that before Love Island that you've been doing it? Was it like after the show? Came off the show, she said, "People are sleeping on you," and I was like, I, "What? They better wake up. <laughs> they better wake up." That's why I said they better wake up. I was like, I don't know why people are sleeping on Cynthia. I was like, people need to wake up, set the alarm, get it, stop snoozing, stop pressing that button. Just wake the hell up. But I also wanted to say to you that I'm really proud of everything that you're doing. And when you hit, I think it was like 100K yeah, like followers. And you did that video. <laughs> I got so emotional watching. Oh my and God. Showing, you, to be honest. Me. I saw you doing this with your eye. I'm like, Cynthia, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> but to be honest, I have only watched one episode of the show like I yeah, can't you haven't watched watch anything yeah no like it I've seen like little snippets here and there and kind of things that my family and friends have said um about the show but I found it really hard to watch back like I feel like if they could just take out my bits and I could just watch everyone that I'd be fine right. but I just think prior to going on to I also feel like it was phenomenal that you spoke out about it and you kind of called it out And you said, this is what it is. This is the problem, the sheer racism. And I feel like I have to applaud you for that because it does take a lot of confidence. And I feel like yeah. it's something that is very difficult for people to do. It's not easy. It's, no, but I think you made a good point when you said that the show wasn't as um, representative of Australia because it's also like, you know, Love Island Australia, but where are the Aboriginals? Where yeah, 100% so much. I mean, obviously things with the person that I was with at the time. <laughs> Right. you know quickly went to sheds so like literally we don't need to get that person any airtime any <laughs> cloud that is nothing that we need to do because this, this is why i like to, with my interviews i like to solely focus on the person just positivity yeah yes cynthia yeah. okay i was scared i was like okay you can't hear me what's going on i was like what are we gonna do i'm glad how are you oh my gosh this is so wiggy seeing your backdrop and like all your videos and stuff and i'm like holy moly it's weird isn't it i know i'm just in my bedroom i try to put the blinds down so i've got like a plain wall is the framing all right no you look absolutely fine you look radiant that is the word I'm also like, I was thinking, everybody's so used to this background that when I, if I leave this place, I don't know what people are going to like, I see, it's just going to be so funny. 
when that takes and place. And I love it when you're like doing your videos and then you have like your roommate or friend <laughs> sitting there watching TV or playing games. My housemate, because of COVID, he just had to be at home. So he was just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I need to film now. He's like, it's fine. I'll just keep playing. So he just became part of the videos. Uh, so funny. Yeah. And your mic, and you'll be like, um, breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> I'm dead. How are you, Cynthia? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing this is what? so nice to I, finally like speak to you in person. I know. So. Like this is crazy because I was like, no, since I interviewed Justine and Caleb and I spoke mm -hmm. to them about it, I was like, why haven't I just done this before? Like, why haven't I reached yeah. out to other Love Islanders who just finished the show? I've had their experiences and so forth. So I was like, let me just hit up a few. And I was like, Cynthia's one of them. So I thought, let me just message her as well. Just to see how yeah. she's doing and see if she get back to me and so forth. But yeah, you're in Brisbane. How's life in Brisbane? Pretty good, to be honest. Like, we're super lucky to be here. Um, Melbourne has been, like, really bad. Like, here in Australia, they've been literally in lockdown this entire time. Melbourne? And then Sydney's, wow. Yeah, Melbourne. Like, literally in lockdown the entire time. They've only just gotten out of lockdown. Damn. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty lucky to be in Brisbane. Like... I have, I have quite a few friends in Australia. I, don't, I think they live in Perth. I think they do. I'm not sure, entirely sure where. Perth they is fine, I think. Yeah, they're living their best lives. They're in clubs. They're having an amazing time. I'm thinking, wow. Like... Yeah. Well, I thought the same with you guys in Europe. I was a bit confused in terms of, like, people traveling so much. I was like, what? Have they gotten right. the situation under control? I just don't think we listened as well. Like nobody was listening here. Like it's an embarrassment, the government, how we've dealt with it is just such a shame. And I feel like I keep seeing friends in Australia who keep reporting how there's no new COVID cases or they're doing really well or like things are progressing. Yes, okay, you guys are quite separate from the rest. So it makes a little bit more sense, but like I yeah. you guys dealt with it better. And yeah, the government is so strict here, which, you know, I think it's a good thing because at the end of the day, if we can contain it, within Australia, then it's going to be easier for us to, you know, get back to normal and then obviously then progressively, you know, let people from overseas, even though I don't think that's going to happen for a while. But Right. Without quarantining for like two, three weeks beforehand, even if you arrive. Literally. And it's like three, like $3,000 to quarantine. So it's... It 3,000 3, what? What do you mean? Like three, because you've got to pay, like the government used to pay for the hotel quarantine. But now to kind of like um, stop people from traveling and whatnot, they now you have to pay and it's two weeks and it's about like three grand, I've heard. That, that, that's a good way of like chasing people away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's a very good way of doing it. Damn, yeah. okay, so let, let's start this interview. I mean, it's already recording anyways, but like, let's just start okay. actually. How'd you guys Cynthia's here? Oh my God. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, guys. So today I have with me Love Island Australian legend. I have Cynthia Taylor. Here. Cynthia Baby. Yes, legend. I feel like you're one of my favorites from your season. And I just feel like, listen, Cynthia, I was going to ask you a question in my interview. Um, are you in touch with anyone from your cast? But real tea, I don't remember anyone but you. Like, I feel like you're one of the only people that I remember from your cast. It's, it is what it is. Like, it's just, oh I don't God. remember anybody else. So maybe, I think the twins, I think there were twins on your season. Well, Josh won. Right. Anna. Right. Okay. I don't um, know. I think, okay. They ring a bell now. I feel like... Yeah, I think, like, no shade, no shade. I feel like they're great people, but I just feel like I didn't watch the first season of Australia. Apparently it was really good as well, people said. And people told me to- Didn't you start watching it, but then you couldn't get into it? Because I didn't This is the thing, like, Cynthia. I couldn't, get in, I couldn't get into it. I just, I just, after coming off the back of such other Love Island seasons, like in the UK, the past two, where I've seen a lot of diversity and I've seen a lot of different ranges of people, it just didn't become as appealing to me from that perspective, but it did have a lot of good drama and it was obviously a good season from an unbiased perspective, but I also feel like it just wasn't something that I was, it didn't come up great to me um, from that manner. It was though, that was me as well. Like I knew nothing about Love Island until literally 2018. Like I had never watched the UK ones, like knew nothing about it. And then one day, like one of my best friends and I were, chatting and she was like oh my god there's this new show um like it's kind of a cross between big brother and like finding love and I was like what I'm in and I watched it and I love Sophie Monk as well like I think she's hilarious I think she is yeah but it was it was really weird in terms of like watching that season it was a really good season like now I'm friends with you probably don't even know her, like Amelia from the first season. Yeah, she rings um, a bell. I think her name rings a bell. I think I've yeah, so now I'm like pretty good friends with Amelia, but watching it, I did find it extremely weird because it, it's not a representation of what Australia looks like. This is what I'm confused about. Like, even I did, I remember I did a video on something, I think it was in relation to you. Um, it was one of my questions. Again, I'm going completely off script here, but it is what it is. But you were, mm-hmm. um, you were speaking up about... Um, the process of when you went through the show and how you obviously, you know, spoke about racism to an extent or not so much what they did to you as the cast, but as like when you got, got off the show and what people sent to you, the DMs and stuff like that and how things were flooded and stuff. And and that in itself, I felt like was absolutely crazy. But I also feel like it was phenomenal that you spoke out about it and you kind of called it out. And you said, this is what it is. This is the problem, the sheer racism. And I feel like I have to applaud you for that because it does take a lot of confidence and I feel like it's something that is very difficult for people to do. It's not easy. It's not something that we see for Love Islanders who come out, who talk about what's going on. And, you know, especially being like, if I was the only brown guy on a show, like you being the only black woman on the show, it can be hard. It can be different. That means you're 
opinions and your experiences should be are entitled they should be listened to and you should be valued when it comes to the show because i feel like you know it was something that people could see that you struggle with here and there and i don't feel like people listen to you enough i think that's people were really like it's that you talk but they're not really um hearing you they're not really listening to what the words you're saying they're not communicating with you but i feel like you should be definitely proud of yourself because you did what you had to do and the confidence to do all that like i just it's phenomenal like i have to put it up to you that's what, that's what i wanted to say because i just feel like it was amazing because it's not it's not hard it's not Thank easy it's not easy yeah i think you, to be you like, honest, i saw you doing this with your eye i'm like cynthia but we're not gonna do it <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but to be honest i have only watched one episode of the show like i yeah, can't you haven't watched watch anything that yeah no like it i've seen like little snippets here and there and kind of things that my family and friends have said um about the show but i found it really hard to watch back like i feel like if they could just take out my bits and i could just watch everyone that i'd be fine right. but i just think prior to going onto the show you know race was definitely something that was on my mind i said to her i was like i'm really i'm a bit nervous because i know that my social circle is really open like i'm literally friends with you know caucasian australians like right. asian black like everywhere you know and i lived in australia since i was seven and people who i've like seen in the past and there i haven't had like a stereotypical boyfriend but people who i've seen in the past have all been very like diverse and just probably been one person who's like you know from my like sort of background but i was really nervous going on because i have watched the shows in the past and seen how the girls of color have kind of been put to the side or people have like you know prejudice within them that they don't even realize or or maybe it's not even prejudice it's more their idea of beauty and i prior to going to the show i was really like i was really comfortable with how i look and my personality like you know like i don't think it's vain to say i like the way i look oh, like of course I, you're confident yeah i, I like me and stuff it's the line between confidence and, com and confident and you're confident yeah it didn't come across yeah exactly but i just felt as though as soon as i went on the show and i'm so grateful for the experience i'm so happy that it happened but i just felt like it was it was weird because i feel like when i went on like i had all this drive and fire and everything that was happening i was so excited about but then as the, and I'm so sensitive, it's like, I'm trying to work on that, but I'm such a sensitive person. But then, you know, when you're kind of putting yourself out there, but then you keep getting knocked back, right. 100% just really messed with me mentally. And I feel as though by like halfway point, I just was tired. I was like thinking to myself, why am I even here? You know, right. Like this if everyone that I'm actually interested in or people are actually going to, because obviously you're there to find love. And I, as crazy as it sounds, like I did want to meet someone. I did think the chances of me meeting someone would be really slim, okay. but it just, it knocks your confidence and it a hundred percent. Like I think coming out of the show, when people spoke about me being chosen the last it went in the moment, I didn't really think about that. But I think for me, when I came out of the show, that it was just so eye-opening. I didn't realize how race does play such a big part. And obviously, with everything that's happening with like Black Lives Matter in 2020 has been such a crucial year when it's come to 
social issues and, you know, predominantly racism and whatnot. But I just kind of felt as though prior to going onto the show, I was kind of living in this little bubble because all my friends are so inclusive. I've date like I've seen people who were like white, you know, like it's never been a thing. But kind of when I came out, like I would say for the first four months, like I was not myself. And I wow. am so grateful that I had like I don't want to say that Love Island is bad because it wasn't. Like I'm so happy for the experience. It was more that I left the show kind of realizing all these things and being like oh my gosh like you know people do look at me differently for my race and I didn't think about that before or um kind of knowing that you know I love my heritage being Liberian um African Australian but in that sort of surroundings like I don't like just coming out of the show with me out so much and then obviously things with the person that I was with at the time, right. you know, quickly went to sheds. So, like, literally, we don't need to get that person any airtime, <laughs> any clout. That is nothing that we need to do because this, this is why I like to, with my interviews, I like to solely focus on the person, just positivity, yeah. and just you yourself. And I just feel like, like, this is what I was going to talk to you about and lead it up to. Yes, like you, you went through a lot, and especially coming out of it. And I, because you did an interview, I believe, or two, and I saw it during the summer, but you kind of you know, the, talking about the show and racism and how you felt and so forth and the DMs you got from that. So mm. how did you manage and cope with that coming out of the show? Like, did you have any coping mechanisms or how did you um, cope with it and go through it? Because it's um, very difficult. Well, the show was good in the sense that they did give you um, the, like, if you need a therapy right. and prior to the show, like, I'd never gone and seen, like, a counsellor and whatnot. And I think at first, like, I remember, like, my first session, like, I was so nervous. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to talk about and stuff? And I got really, yeah. like, anxious and whatnot. But then when I went and saw that person, it wasn't that at the end of it that I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. But it was nice to just be able to talk to someone and talk about this weird experience and kind of realizing that my perception of the world had change like a hundred percent like that experience changed me and especially obviously this year um but like I'm really close to my family just felt like I like obviously I was myself on the show like but I was myself when I feel really uncomfortable and so therefore I become really reclusive and as a person I'm I'm just so different like I'm so chatty and happy but I just think that my confidence was 100% broken and it wasn't the, the show's fault because obviously, you know, they put all these people in right. and they don't know how they're going to mesh, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't the show being like, you know, obviously sometimes they'll, you know, encourage you to pursue someone or do something and whatnot, but, like, it wasn't the show's fault. It was just more... It was, I, I really like all the people that were on the show, but I just think that a lot of people weren't my people just as much as I was in their person. Right. But I think the important message I feel like is that you're more than that experience on the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, 100%. I don't categorize you as just 
oh, you had a difficult experience with this. No, I feel like there's several other attributes for why even I even I'm talking to you now. I feel like you are definitely, you're very kind-hearted. I feel like you're very like just chatty and chill and very laid back and you got on very well with the Islanders as well. And so I feel yeah. like um, what people like to put people in a box and just describe them for that own negative experience they went through. And it's like, wait, no, let's take you out the box because you're more than just that experience. And mm -hmm. you had a, this is why I call you Love Island Legend because I feel like me personally speaking, to go through that and to come out on top and to come back even better, I feel like is just simply amazing and something that I feel like a lot of people weren't able to do uh, or they may find it a little bit difficult. And I feel like you made it look very easy on the outside and I feel like you overcame these hurdles and I feel like you're here now doing absolutely great. You are busy and booked. You're modeling like left, right, and center. These pictures that you're doing and so forth are, are amazing. But I feel like, yeah, you went through that experience, but I, I find it frustrating when people just describe you as somebody who just went through that. Well, no, I feel like there was more yeah. to why you were liked on the show and to why people yeah. liked you from any, any continent when people were talking about you. When I was reviewing you, a lot of people liked you. It wasn't, you know, you had a good personality. Um, and you, you get on well, people. I can tell you're, you're very chill. So I feel like it's that in itself. I feel like it's also very important to discuss. That. And I did want to um, also ask, um, you did mention that, how did you find my reviews? Was it through your family or was it through your friends? Literally, I came off the show and like literally the first day, my aunt and mum were like, oh That's my nice gosh. Yeah, there's this guy called Murad Morali and he's been like, like, egging you on and being like supporting you and whatnot and like honestly that meant so much to me because when I came off the show at that time it felt like because I, I don't know I think like there was this one moment when people were like Cynthia's so boring but it was just because I didn't really get involved in drama but when I came off the show it literally felt like no one cared about me in that sense in terms of like the media like I was so under the radar so to have someone who could kind of like see past everything and actually you know see my heart and know that I have like good intentions and was actually like backing me and being so like you know verbal about it like it really really touched me and then obviously I sent you a message and then started watching right. your videos and then I just <laughs> Keep in the loop with what's happening, and I'll be like, you know, I'll just go check out Murad. See daily what he's consistent. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> daily and consistent. No, I feel like it's important as being a review of the show. Like, I always want to just not really look after, but hopefully boost and support a lot of people of color who go on the show and just to see their journeys and so forth. And if they, if I do, if I think they're very great people and I feel like why not support them? So I feel like it's, I can see your perspective. You're coming out of the show. You're not getting as much maybe of X, Y, Z. And then you have a YouTuber who's supporting you and so forth. I'm still continuing to support you with whatever's going on in your life to promote oh. you and so forth. Cause I feel like there's no harm in doing that for like-minded good people. But I do, yeah. I, I just feel like I just, I said I had to interview Cynthia. I thought it'd be one of the first people I messaged because I that you one of the reasons why I got on interested into the show. So I find really? it quite funny. I do find it quite funny how you said that, oh, you know, um, you've come out and you you may not be getting this or that, or you're not pulling an interest. Well, you pull in my interest. So I just feel like that in itself is a description that, you know, um, you're worth more than what people may think or what people may see of you and so forth, and that you know you should go where you're wanted, go where you're loved. And I just feel like that in itself is amazing. But I I did want to ask, um, 
there were, I think, one to two guys. I honestly can't remember their names on the show. <laughs> I can remember your name, but I cannot remember their name. In reference to how they said that they, this, this happens to people in general on Love Island. Um, when you like somebody and then they seem to be lying to you or they seem to be giving you, you know, a fact that they sell you these dreams and so forth. Now, once you come out of the show and you experience that, does that um, make you deal with trust issues if you're trying to date somebody or see somebody? Do you build those trust issues from those experiences? And if you do, how do you cope with that? Um, I don't really think I had any trust issues in terms of leaving the show in terms of males. Right, Just okay. because like 100% everything I said and did on the show was like, you know, true and what I was feeling in the moment. But I also leaving the experience I just feel as though a lot of the guys that were on the show weren't really like my sort of people and just kind of right like comparing to people who I've seen in the past like just so just so different and when you're seeing someone in real life you know you don't have that pressure in terms of like all these cameras on you even though I guess it become second nature um but you don't have to constantly be like oh, are they gonna go for this person or are they gonna go for that person i think it was more the change that happened was within me like internally and the way that i viewed the world i don't really think that it changed my perspective on love like i'm i'm still not with anyone which is completely fine because i feel so 2020 has been more a year of like internal growth, a year of like um, really assessing the world that we live in and, you know, setting goals for myself and just taking care of myself internally. So that's been good. But just a lot of the guys, not saying that none of the guys, like that the guys are bad or so, but most of the guys in those, on that show weren't really my type so I think it's probably another thing why I struggled and I also feel as though with Love Island it's more that you go in the situation and you have kind of a preconceived planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors. Colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But then you go there and they kind of push you in a positive way to meet new people and just try someone different that you wouldn't necessarily be with on the outside world. And I'm so happy about how everything worked out because I think that when I was in the moment I felt I would say the last half of the show right before the finale week I felt really happy like I feel as though when I first came off the show I felt so down and so like just not myself but now you know that thing that everyone says everything happens for a reason I'm like right 100% like I'm so happy that I went on the show and I kind of think it's a positive thing that within Australia that I wasn't really like this big character on the show because it's enabled me to kind of not be boxed as, you know, just Cynthia from Love Island and kind of be able to pursue the thing, the other things that I wanted to do. And I still have literally the same friends and I've met new people this year, but like, I'm just, I'm so grateful that everything happened the way that it did even if it felt really shit at the time. Damn. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> that was a bit no, long-winded. Very, very in-depth and intuitive. <laughs> have, you watched, have, you, have you watched Love Island before, like Love Island UK? Or like, I don't know if you watch any seasons or anything? So I watched the first Australian one and I did really like it. Like there was so much drama and I was like, holy moly, yeah. these people are like insane. And then yeah. after that, I became addicted. I like watched... I can't even remember. It was, it was like Danny and you one day? like oh, I definitely watched you one day season and like Molly May and like Mora. Right, right. Um, I loved that season and I watched the season before as well. And it was like, what was it, Danny who won with this guy? They had oh, like yes, Jack, Danny and Jack who won. Yes, I thought they were so funny. Like I right. loved them so much. And yeah, the chemistry, they were quite on and off with each other and bounce back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved that one. Um, and then I watched the what's it called, the um winter season. Right. And I, I found that one a bit hard going to towards it. the end to yeah. invest in it. Like there was no one that I was rooting for. Apart from, I feel as though Shawnice, if I had yeah. pronounce it right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you pronounced it correct. Yeah, Shawnice, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I thought it was so interesting the way, the character development of Shawnice. Right, believe me. It I was Because, yeah, I like that first. I, I By the end, everyone, like, yeah. loved her. And you could really see, you know, her heart and her good intentions. And she's obviously still with, is it Luke T? Yeah. Yeah, and I really liked him as well. So it's they were probably like the only two people that I yeah. actually was like invested in. Interesting, because when I ask a lot of people that, they always come with Shawnice and Luke T. I feel like they just came very well. When Luke T came onto the show, it really helped Shawnice. It helped, it helped to see her in a different light. And I think that's... I feel like I could relate to her because I felt the same way as her in terms of like when you're not making any connections with people and you're constantly... You know, in your day-to-day -day life, if you're not meeting people, it's all right because you have distractions, you have your friends, you know, you, you like, you don't really think about it. But when you're in that house, 
and then you turn left and someone's like kissing and you turn right and you know someone's devoting their love and people are constantly asking you how are you feeling how are you feeling but it it's really hard like <laughs> it can be really really difficult but I, it's, it's just interesting how they come across as well to everybody i think because they bring the best out of each other and we can see that and that's why they sh i felt like they should have won the show but they got that far and they're still together and that is the main thing and i feel like you know um, did you watch Love Island USA when this season with Justine and Caleb winning and how did you hear about that and how crazy that was? Like that season I didn't. It's it's weird because I feel like I went yeah, on the I, show. I, sorry, I didn't I mean to cut you off. I didn't watch the entire season as well. I kinda got into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean. Maybe I should watch it because I didn't, because I feel like I I I don't know what happened because I feel like I was obsessed with the show and then yeah. I went on it and then I was just like Oh my gosh! And then I kind of watched the um, winter version, but I haven't. But also, I've been really, really busy, so I haven't really. Had yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. You've been extremely busy. I was like, <laughs> you've been. I went into your your model page because I thought, let me just see what Cynthia's up to and so forth. And the pictures you've been taking, like every different angle, different clothes. I'm like, damn, Cynthia, Cynthia, baby. Like I'm just like, <laughs> you are busy as but. So the modeling stuff, was that before Love Island that you've been doing it? Was it like after the show? I was doing it before the show, but it was definitely um, not as busy. And I was like freelancing. So more so just putting myself out there, like organizing test shoots and then, you know, posting it and the, you know, whatever people do on social media. And then I came off the show and there was this agency that I had always wanted to go with. Right. But beforehand, I kept trying to like get meetings with them and I finally got a meeting with them and yeah, they signed me, but literally from the first just half of the year, I feel as though things were really slow. Like I was getting jobs, but it was just like here and there. And if I'm, and then I feel as though COVID happened and then it kind of became progressive, but I a hundred percent feel like if I'm really honest, like the thing that really changed and for brands, especially here in Australia, to start be like, you know, we need to work with a diverse range of girls and really open things up was like the Black Lives Matter, which is like sad to say and like shit because obviously I've been here forever and whatnot. And, um, but, but I can imagine that you probably felt this and I, I can't even imagine what it's like in the UK where the, you know, people of colour, the population is so much bigger here than Australia. But just that that two weeks when things were really intense, I think it was back in like, I can't remember now, like June, July or so. Yeah. Like I felt just so heavy and so just like, it was crazy, but it was, it just felt like, like m one of my best friends when I came off the show, she said, people are sleeping on you. And I was like, I what? They better wake up. <laughs> they better wake up. That's what I said. They better wake the fuck up. I was like, I don't know why people are sleeping on Cynthia. I was like, people need to wake up, set the alarm, get it, stop snoozing, stop pressing that button, just wake the hell up. And I just feel like, yeah, they should. And I feel like that time was intense back in May, June. It definitely was for a lot of people, especially black people. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And for me, it was like, I want to get creative. Like it was heavy to take on. I was like, let me, let me get creative. These protests are going on every day. Let me try and buy supplies, buy stuff. And yeah. what I realized is I see so many people who are chanting. They have mega speakers. They, they're there ready within an hour. But after that, they get tired. 
they get hungry, they get really thirsty. So when I'm handing out these supplies, everybody is just taking them and it allows mm. them to maybe stay for a little bit longer to continue. Yeah. And then I prioritize people with the mega um, speakerphone just to think in a more, more creative manner, just to yeah. give people stuff. But it was definitely, it just feels so good to protest, to fight for something that is right, to fight yeah. for in any capacity. And I want to continue doing it. But it's just, it's, I definitely agree with you. It was a heavy time for a lot of people, but especially black people, first and foremost, more than anyone, to, you know, mm. fight for their, their, their lives, fight for their, it just it sounds was, so crazy. Yeah. It sounds, people aren't, it's, what's not clicking? I don't understand. Like, yeah. I kind of think it's so fitting for us. Obviously, we didn't align it to be like this, but it's so fitting for us to be having this conversation and everything that's happened in America, like literally today. And, you know, like, right. Trump being voted out wow. and I feel as though as hard as this year has been it's been completely essential because of the way that the world was going like you know something much horrible than this would have happened and and I feel as though this year kind of taught people to actually just slow down and take in how, like where our world is going and then also reassess, you know, all these issues and things like racism that's literally always been around. Um, but yeah, like Black Lives, Black Lives Matter happening 100%. Like I feel as though then my job started to become more consistent, which is Interesting, <laughs> Interesting like, how it all works and plays out and how people like to be convenient so i can definitely understand but i feel like it definitely empowers people as well and i feel like it's it, it, i think it helped you to speak out about your experiences here and there whether it be on the show or not which I feel yeah 100 percent. like i feel as though when i came off the show it was like that you know for the majority of it like i'll be honest like people were really kind and were like you know well done for going on and doing that but then there was a lot of those just what are they stuff. even called? Trolls, like Trolls. calling names and whatnot. And obviously the worst part was when I saw that um, a friend actually forwarded it to me, that account of someone um, <laughs> comparing me to a black cow. <laughs> so obviously that was really like what? hard. But <laughs> I feel as though ever since this, like, this space opened up to have a conversation about race, it made me feel so much more comfortable to actually be like, this is what happened to me and I and I feel, felt like so many people could relate to it and and obviously when I was on the show it was something that a lot of people noticed as well but then when I came off I felt like I couldn't talk about it because I was still processing it so yeah no but I think you made a good point when you said that the show wasn't as um representative of Australia because it's also like you know Love Island Australia but where are the aboriginals where yeah, are color and so forth. People aren't seeing this, and this is why I don't really like Love Island Australia from that perspective because we're beginning to see this now, thankfully, in the UK, especially in the US. Love Island Australia need to come with that energy or do not come at all. And I just feel like it's just pathetic because it's not an accurate form. When 2020 now, like it, it doesn't make any sense. So I feel like that was also a very good point that you've made um, about the mm. show. But I just felt like, yeah, I really wanted to do this interview and I'm so glad that we did this. I feel like we've gone a little bit off script, which is great. Like, <laughs> I love when we just naturally just like talk about stuff. But yeah, yeah, I think it was amazing. Are you in touch with anybody from the show? I feel like as you started a YouTube channel and I watched a vlog with you meeting somebody called Jared. I don't know why that name's in my head. 
So I don't know. If you, know. you really don't remember anyone. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, yeah Jared or uh, Gerald. I, I don't know if you're in touch with anybody from the show. Yeah, I'm still in touch with um, Jared. I went to club yeah, and met his like family and we're just really good friends. And like, you know, we just call each other and are very much so very supportive of each other. And he's just a guy who has such a beautiful energy. And yeah, so I'm still in touch with Jared. And then um, I also talked to Phoebe, who um, was the other girl of colour on the show. Um, and yes, she was there for a while, like two weeks or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, she was there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I chat to, um, who else? Like Cassie and Vanessa as right. well. I would do say those are three. Do you have any like uh, favorite Love Islanders, like from any season, like a top three um, or, two or whatever? I think that. I think that Molly May and Tommy are actually so cute. And I yep. think completely agree. It's, it's beautiful to see how, you know, when you're on a show like that, where you literally have no control of your image and how you're coming across and you're just handing yourself over to these people and just wishing for the best. It's so nice to see how they've obviously left that um, environment. And now literally all the things that they're doing are so authentic and their own and nothing to do with the show and obviously we can only go off of what they're showing us but what it seems like they have such a healthy and beautiful sort of relationship and and I think it's awesome for Molly because when she left the show you know people were really hateful to her um and she who sick. yeah she definitely did and I think her coming off as like I think the way she was introduced to the show saying that she's an influencer and that mm. association, association being fake. And also I feel like she got this kind of fake edit as well. And I feel like she yeah. was what she was given to us and she proved all of us wrong. People thought that she wasn't going to be this person for money or so forth. She came in and she's still with Tommy. And as you said, they are a very good couple. They look great together. And that's Literally, like they're doing such good things. And I think that season was just epic. It honestly was so good. And like even Amber, like okay. I remember when she first got on the show, I didn't really like vibe with her. And I was a bit like, oh, she's a bit standoffishy. But by the end of it, you know, I absolutely loved her. And another girl who I actually liked who wasn't on the show for too long, but it was like that kind of love tri triangle between you one day yes. and then the other girl. And then what was Arabella. the other girl? And you one day Arabella and Danny. Yeah, but then who ended up with Danny? The girl who oh, was Jordan, with I think Jordan ended up with Danny. I think I think the way she came across the show was so good. Like she had this effortless confidence about her, and you could right. really tell that she was secure within herself. And I've spoke to her like briefly on like Instagram, and she seems like really, really lovely. That's but right. just that season was epic. And Maura as well. Like, I think she's hilarious. Like, yeah, so that season just really set a trend in the last three They years. literally, like, up there. Up there. Like, I, I think it would be so hard for any season to beat it. There was a Love Island UK season two, which was great for drama. Like, I don't know if you've heard of that season. Um, no. Love Island season two, like, was the, actually was the best season. Um, so it's really? Five days of the terms of drama like it started on the first couple of days and it was just like it was too much drama 
but it was actually a, it's a very good season. I think because it came out a while ago before the plight of social media, that it wasn't as yeah. for the people. But the reason why I prefer season five the best is because of the diversity alongside the drama that we get. We get a, we get a lot of different you know, components that we like. Season two was great for drama, but again, I just feel like we had a brown girl on the show and she, was, she suffered um, a little bit here and there and was a bit tricky for her. Um, her name was Marlon, and then I think she said that she kind of didn't like the experience and so forth. So it was just quite sad seeing that. But apart from that, it was a great season, um, drama-wise. But I feel like season five, I agree with you, was, was for me personally the best season because we get the diversity and we get all that. Mm. So uh, it was Yeah, great. honestly, like, I've always been like, I wish I was on the UK one because obviously there's so much that goes behind scenes. Yeah. And I know that 100%. But the way that everyone interacts with not saying that when i was on the show people treated me differently because 100 percent no but i just like i i um lived in milan for six months i was on student okay. exchange and yeah and i traveled to the uk and literally when i was there i was just like whoa there's so many black people obviously there are black people here but for the majority like where i live it's predominantly like caucasian and and i feel as though love island uk is so different and obviously like the american one because i agree everyone is so diverse and you know in it's not a thing if you're dating someone who's outside of your race or whatnot whereas here i feel as though people are still a bit like oh like not opposed to it but it's it's not as common as it is overseas that's a very good point very good interesting perspective for a non love island uk like from us or australia how they view love island uk I always find that interesting how different Love Islanders from different seasons perceive the other seasons and so forth. So that's very interesting. But I thought this interview was great. I'm so glad that I interviewed you and everything. But Thank I you so much for having me. No worries. Thank you for allowing me to have you. And but I was going to ask you, how are you dealing with COVID and so forth? How is everything dealing with that one? This is your COVID experience? Um, to be honest, like, I'm really grateful. I feel as though the start of the year, I was feeling extremely anxious, just kind of like, figuring out what I want to do even pre-COVID. A funny fact, I actually was intending on coming to the UK for a bit and trying to, um, because I found that when I was in Australia, I was literally not getting that much work or something that was like super consistent. So I was like, maybe I should try a different market. And part of me, I went to my agency and they were like, you know, the UK market could be really good for you. So I was like planning to come to the UK and just kind of see it out. But I feel so as soon as COVID happened, it was like this pressure was just lifted off of my shoulders. And I was, and I felt so just relaxed because I feel like everyone was like in the same boat. You didn't have anyone to compare yourself to. Um, and I'm kind of like a homebody. Like I do like being home, even though my lifestyle at the moment is super busy. But I kind of enjoyed having that time to myself um and now because i live in queensland slash brisbane we have been fortunate enough to like not everything is back to normal but it's kind of like a really good spot to be in like we can still go out to restaurants we can go to the beach and whatnot and i feel as though like i'm just really grateful for this year and i know that obviously i'm in a place of privilege because a lot of people COVID has affected them in a negative way but right been a good year been a great year and how are you doing mentally like now like with everything going on 
um mentally i'm so much better i feel like the show the show made me stronger and then covid just being able to be at home by yourself and sit with your thoughts and not have you know all these physical distractions i feel so really helped me grow as a person and obviously i have my my days where i don't feel amazing just like everyone else but just mentally i feel way better than i do amazing amazing this was (laughs) i'm so happy that we got to just discuss and like break the ice and have a conversation and just yeah from like your jobs from modeling i feel like modeling is definitely your thing i feel like you're definitely just you come up really great from your pictures and i feel like you work the camera very well like it was crazy looking at your profile um, of your modeling stuff so much accomplishments but i feel like it was really good that we had this conversation because i feel like you definitely are one of my favorite islanders from the entire pictures and I feel like you came across so well and I feel like you were just yourself. What? <laughs> yes, definitely one of my, like, like, well, Cynthia, if you weren't on Love Island Australia, I would not be tuning in. Like, it is what it is. I wouldn't have tuned into season two. So I feel like, oh. that, like, I feel like you came across very well on the show and you always try to see the best in people on, on your season. And I feel like, you know, you always wanted the best for people as well. And you always kept, you, you never changed yourself for anybody or adapted yourself um, to something that you weren't, um, you just, thought that let me ride out this experience and see how it plays out for me so thank thank you you so much for this but I also wanted to say to you that I'm really proud of everything that you're doing and when you hit I think it was like 100k followers and you did that video I got so emotional watching and showing like you starting and like your progression I honestly was like so touched and also you opening up about like your struggles with mental health which is so brave you know to talk about that because when I was watching that I was like holy shit like I was 100% so oblivious to that and obviously right. you know you only like this is your work and so you're not going to be like oh blah 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 right but you know to push through and still be doing like everything that you're doing and like literally your page is blowing up like constantly and it just shows you like if you're interested in something like just give it a shot and just do it and don't do it for other people but do it for yourself because it's like that drive and passion that will keep you going so like you're doing such great things and honestly I feel like I can see you one day being on tv and having some sort of like entertainment sector like a hundred percent I can see that too, to be honest with you. A lot of people keep saying this. You want to get your own show or this? I thought that would be great, but I'm, I'm good on YouTube. I also like this platform. And I, if I just stay on this platform, I'm fine with that because I see so many celebrities and so forth who are coming to YouTube. I feel so yeah. many profiles. They're making their profiles here. They're doing videos here and so forth. And I don't see a major competitor for YouTube right now that is out there that is like, I don't see anyone in that way. But yeah, no, I do appreciate when it comes to mental health stuff. When I do um, go through stuff here and there, it is quite difficult because when I do videos every day, um, if I'm mm. going something, I have to quickly mask it for a video. Or when I yeah. do stuff, I one of my coping ways is to work a lot. I'm just one of those people. Yeah. I like to be productive. Yeah. It helps me know that I'm prog- progressing in some way. Um, yeah. Sometimes that's why I just get frustrated. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going through this or that. So it's like I can remain transparent with people so that they can relate, understand, or it helps them as well maybe. But I just feel like there's no shame in talking about when you're going through some kind of, mental health barriers because we all have everyone on this planet has so why not mm. talk about it 
you for letting me interview you, Cynthia. This is a Love Island Australia legend. And yes, hopefully everybody loves interview. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Okay, big so love. Much. Bye.